Hey, thanks for joining us and listening to our podcast, The Shelleys. We're your hosts, Kayla and Seth Shelley. This podcast mainly documents our life, living up north, raising our kids, caring for our animals, really everything in between. So we really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome to our life. fire still dang i like that let's just pause for a minute and just get some of that fire crackling sounds ready i'm gonna turn the microphone it's very relaxing i bet you guys wish you were here (laughs) you probably do some people don't like campfires yeah some people are stupid that's mean it's not mean if you don't like a campfire then I don't know what's wrong with you. Why wouldn't you like a campfire? Well, I can name a couple reasons why it might not be pleasant. Why? Well, the smoke gets in your eyes and in your lungs and sometimes follows you in circles around the campfire, so you're always having to move. Yeah, okay. Uh, two, it makes all of your clothes and hair and skin smell like... Not a negative, I like that. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it smells, I don't know, musty or something. But don't you think it's cool? Like, here's the thing about campfires. Don't you think it's cool that for, like, all of time, well, I mean, it may not all of time. It depends on how long time has gone on, in your opinion. But for, like, a vast majority of human existence, even if you just think the last 500, last 1,000 years, last 3,000 years, People have been sitting around fires talking exactly like you and I are sitting around a fire talking. It's dark. There's like that. It's warm, but it's almost too warm if you're too close. Yeah. But your other side is cold. It's just so neat to just think about like sitting around a fire. If you don't like that, you might not even be a human. You might I be some kind of that far. Well, you're you're. You're decrying one of the greatest human experiences in my mind. Decrying? If you don't like campfires, yeah. What does decrying mean? It means you're like, you're you're dragging it through the mud. You're besmirching it. You're besmirching the good name of campfires. Did you just like look through a dictionary and come up with a whole slew of words people don't <coughs> know? Kayla, if I found those words, I think I would have found them in a, a thesaurus. Because I'm using different words for dragging down or like knocking. You could, if there are words that exist, you could also find them in a dictionary. I know you could, but what I'm saying is I wouldn't look through a dictionary to okay, find... Okay, I understand what you're saying. Because then I'd it. have to go through like... Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Why are you accosting me right now? I'm not accosting you. Oh, man. I know what that one means. You're just bloviating now. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, when people demean campfires, I feel like they're missing out on... One of the primary experiences of the human spectrum of emotion. Yeah, I feel like I associate campfires with like disconnecting and disconnecting from the things that keep you busy and distracted with jobs and life and reconnecting with people. What if I like being by myself, though? 
I think it's sometimes just nice to oh, connect with. Well, excuse me. I'll just leave. No, what I'm saying is, <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but also it's just nice to just be around them. <coughs> Anyways, that's not what we're going to talk about, but we're going to talk about food, which is another like great experience of humanity. Food. Yeah, we've cooked so much stuff on the fire. Oh, it's so good. I like that food for us as people. If you ever watch a bird, like not a chicken, like not a domestic bird, but like a wild bird. I used to say this when I was firefighting to the guys that were on my crew because there'd be like squirrels and stuff. And I'd say, don't you ever just feel bad? Like their whole life is just hustling around trying to find something to eat every day and not get killed. And they just and the kid said about the horses, like, do you think you get bored just eating grass? I, like, I don't know. They probably don't think about it the way we do. Yeah. Because we just have so much food. We like a... I saw a really cool picture of... I think I might have said this a little earlier. Kids all over the world sitting by a week's worth of food mm-hmm. they eat like their diet yep. it's really neat to see the, like the variability of, of food from region to region what's your favorite food if you had to pick let's say you committed a crime a heinous crime and, and you've been and row. you've been convicted of it and, and you're on death row and you I get a last you have your last meal, meal. yeah Ooh. that's a tough one i really really love a good well-made lasagna that's what you'd want? And Caesar salad. That's what you'd have? Lasagna and Caesar salad? Maybe. Hmm. Although I also With really garlic love toast? steak. Mm, yeah, that'd be hard. And steak loves me because it's got iron. What about a steak lasagna? Mm. steak lasagna. Probably not. Yeah. You know what I would have for my last meal? What? A gun and a lockpick set. Do you, you think they would honor that? I think the point of a last meal is something you can eat. No, but I'd say, oh, for my last meal, I want a gun, a van, <laughs> and a lock picking set. Yeah, I, I'm sure they're. I'm sure they would accommodate. I wonder if anyone's ever asked that. Like, Who knows? Yeah. Well, someone would know because they would have denied it. I think I'd have pierogies and sour cream. For my last meal, I think I'd want fried onions and apples. Uh, steak done medium rare and sauerkraut cherry cheese and potato pierogies made by my baba or someone who knows how to make them like my baba if anyone came to our house the recipe's on the wall here's the thing if I committed a heinous crime and I was on death row my baba might not come and make them for me probably not I think she actually would though I think baba would make if I was on death row I think Bob would come make me progies if they'd let her. Maybe it depends on what you did. It depends on the crime, I guess. Yeah, how heinous of a crime is this? I think um, it, I, I think it's one of those crimes it's where it's like... It's pretty heinous when you're on death row. No, it, it would be one of those crimes where it's like a crime of passion. Like breaking, like your breaking point and you like slaughter your family? No, 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 gosh, no. That's like a crime of passion. No, like I witness something going down like yeah i think you need to be a more specific when you say crime of passion like that's how they describe oh maybe i'm saying the wrong thing then people who like find out their wife has had an affair no 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 i'm so saying like what if i like if i was gonna go to death row it would be like because i was <laughs> downtown and i saw someone robbing a bank and he had hostages and then i went in and i john wicked him and they're like oh thank you for saving all these people but now you've also committed murder now you've committed murder and we gotta put you to death and I'd be like, I know. I'm going to put you to death. Could you imagine someone saying that to you? 
I don't think they would who's say, gotta uh, put you to put death. you to death. But yeah, that would be a uh, that would be the kind of crime. And why I said passion because I'd be passionate about saving those people. Mm. So I'd be like, you can't do this. Isn't that like third degree murder? I don't first know. Degree, I don't know the different first degrees. Degree is premeditated like yeah. you plan for it to happen second and degree. i think second degree is when i think maybe second degree is like passion is in like, the moment yeah i think manslaughter is an accident like yeah. it would be like vehicular manslaughter like i think third degree is like them. uh it just happens and then like you're robbing a bank and someone tries to to steal your gun and you shoot them you didn't go in to rob the bank to kill them you weren't there to murder anybody, but you did murder somebody. Yeah, I'm a little blurry between second and third. Yeah, I don't I really study up. up. Why are you studying up the different degrees of murder? Do you have any I, plans? I don't study these things, but I do listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and like watch a lot of documentaries. You know, in our first podcast, we talked about how someone should do a petty, petty crime podcast, and apparently there is one. Yeah, someone did send us a yeah. thing. So what I'm going to start crime. is a fake crime podcast. You got true crime podcasts and you got fake crime podcasts. And you're just gonna make up. I'm gonna take real stories and I'm just gonna change a few of the details and make it not true. Mm. And people have to figure out which is true and which is not. Well, you know, when we s- talked about doing a podcast, we kind of threw some ideas around what it could be about. And one of the things I said was true crime, but then there's so many. There's so many true crime podcasts already. There's a lot of research They're that would so have to go into popular. that too. They are. They're too popular. Yeah, a lot of research. You have to really like check a lot of sources. See, to not make if sure we do my, but not correct. if we do a fake kind. Fake. Say that ten times fast. Fake. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it once. Fake crime podcast. Fake Say crime it. podcast. Fake crime podcast. Fake crime podcast. Fake crime podcast. Fake crime podcast. We could do. We could do a fake crime podcast. We'd be about fishing. Like, oh, there it is. No flando. Fake. Welcome to fake. <laughs> Welcome to fake crime podcast. The big cod out in the ocean over there. We got a big cod over there, boy. Tell you what, oh boy. Hey, this is a fake crime podcast or fake. <laughs> I can't even do it. Fake crime podcast. And then we could do a Christian one, the fake crime godcast. Mm. But we should do a fake crime one. You don't have to do any research. You just make it up. None what? of it has to be true. Who's this guy named? Uh, do your best. Do your best <laughs> fake. What's your face? Bailey Saren. Saren, yeah. Yeah. Do your best. Your best. Oh man! man now I'm having a hard time here. Do your best <laughs> fake crime podcast impersonating Bailey Saren, and do it for like ten seconds. I don't know if I can. Yeah, just like try it. Especially Come with on. this like sinus thing. Oh, you I sound, sound more like her. Too manly. You sound more like her. Go ready. I'm gonna count. I'm gonna give you countdown from five. The only thing she does that is just similar. Do it. Okay, just do it. okay, wait. One time, I went to end one of our podcasts and I said, "See ya," and I did this really weird high pitched voice at the end of every one of her videos. She goes, "Bye." And she does this like that's why you did it. You were channeling little wave her. under her chin, and that's all I can think of is when she does okay, that. Okay, just do like give like, us five to ten seconds. Yeah, make make up a crime. Like introduce it like the way she would. Pretend you're doing your makeup and everything. Ready? Go. You're putting me on the spot. Yeah, there's no one I'm here. Not, I'm not a very like spontaneous person. It's not, I've given you time. It's not spontaneous. I've given you time to think about it. Okay, how about you give me a name? Okay, I'll give you the backstory. Okay. Okay, there's a guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
No way. I'm trying not to give you like a really inappropriate name of a guy. This guy named Seymour Butts. Oh my gosh. And Seymour Butts is convicted of killing his wife, Amanda. Butts? Amanda Hug and Kiss. Amanda Butts? Is no. this an episode of The Simpsons no. that we're doing right now? Okay, so go. And they, oh, he killed her allegedly while they were water skiing. Amanda Hug and Kiss? Yeah, and his name's Seymour Butts. Okay, go. Oh, wow. I don't even know if You I can do it. Just kiss. do a couple seconds of it. It's good. You got it. I believe in you. So it turns out that this guy had been buying things from stores all over town to, like, totally go with his plan of killing his wife, Amanda, hug and kiss, while they were skiing. That's so good. It wasn't good at all. No, you even had, you guys can't appreciate how good it was because you can't see her. But she even had, like, the Bailey Saren, like, eye eye movement and whatnot except my forehead has wrinkles and hers doesn't because she gets botox that's because we're getting old we are getting old we are i have crow's old. feet and i have wrinkles and what's the difference between crow's feet and wrinkles aren't they the same thing wrinkles can be anywhere crow's feet are like around your eyes i've got natural <clears throat> botox so i don't get wrinkles i mean natural botox well, i'm just chubby that's not natural botox yes it is they botox is people injecting fat into their face some of us just have fat faces so I don't have any wrinkles. If I lost a bunch of weight, I would look older. So Can really what I'm doing... Botox in the forehead, though? Yeah. She claims that she does it because it's supposed to help with, like, migraines and stuff. I don't buy it. You know what else I, helps with migraines? I Tylenol. I, yeah, but it, you don't have to take medication every day for You it. have to take a needle in your forehead. So? So you're saying... Oh, People do acupuncture. Yeah, but they inject with, stuff like, into your forehead. Needles. So if you're like, well, I don't want to take Tylenol, it's bad for me, I have to put things into my body, and then you take a needle and inject fat into your head, just follow my routine. I have a very good regimen of eating grilled cheese at midnight, <laughs> and it'll keep you fat, and you won't have headaches. Uh, I've been really loving grilled cheese lately. I've fallen in love with it again. Again? Well, Did I go through these phases. Did you out of love with no, it? No, I didn't. But we went through this thing where we were like, some people are going to judge me, okay, whatever, I don't care. We were making grilled cheese with real cheese, which some people think is the best. Here's the thing. Grilled cheese with fake cheese, like the cheapest fake plastic cheese you can get, when you double it up and grill it just right, it's just nothing better. I love fake cheese for grilled cheese. I know. The only thing is, is you tend to like, when we do have it in the house, you go beyond fake cheese for grilled cheese. You're like... Oh, let's put fake cheese on this broccoli. Oh, it reminds let's, me of my childhood. There was something else the other day you asked me, should we put fake cheese on it? <laughs> and I was like, that's so gross. Like, don't even ask me It that. reminds me of my childhood because one of the things we were allowed to do, when I say allowed to do, that's not true because we were allowed to do a lot. One of the things we did to garnish our food because we had a lot of like meat and potatoes and veggies. And after a while, you're like, oh, we need to switch this up. Like broccoli again, like cauliflower again. And so one of the things we were allowed to do, Diana sauce for meat and cheese slices for our veggies if we wanted. Yeah, I definitely And so had I grew up putting cheese slices on broccoli or cauliflower. I remember what it was you asked me about. No, don't say it. Every Wednesday I make pasta. 
and like homemade sauce. Because we did this as well too, okay? Like I do all the veggies and tomatoes like and homemade, spices. Like homemade. From, like homemade from scratch. from scratch, not a canned tomato sauce. And he asked me if, <coughs> and we usually put grated cheese on top because the kids love Stinky grated cheese. cheese sometimes. Yeah, or like, yeah, whatever it is, Parmesan. And he asked me if he should put a cheese slice on top. Because it reminds me of my childhood. You I like had it. cheese slices on your pasta? Yeah, because I'm telling you, we had uh, like limited options for garnishes. Pasta, we always were allowed to have stinky feet cheese. But sometimes when you're a kid, you don't like stinky feet okay, cheese. Okay, so if you had to pick something that you ate in your childhood that isn't like a norm, that's actually really good and you would like want people to try, what would it be? Well, we didn't really eat exotic foods, though. We ate like pretty stable foods. I'm not talking about exotic foods. But you're saying like not the norm that people would want to try. For example, I'll give you my example. Okay, this will help me. When I would go to my Nana's house, when I would go visit my dad there, she would, anytime she made broccoli, like steamed broccoli, yeah. she had this little, which I now have, this little crystal thing. Mm-hmm. And she, she always had malt vinegar in it. And we'd put vinegar on your broccoli. Our broccoli, and it was ser- it's seriously so good. That sounds disgusting. I know it sounds disgusting, but it probably is good. But it's good. I can see how that would be good. So, like, what's something like that? Like, would you say cheese slices are your? Oh, maybe thing? I don't know that because <laughs> you're overplaying the cheese slicing. It just was a thing that we were allowed to do. We were allowed to go grab cheese slices and put them on our food. <laughs> so it was like, oh, sweet. I don't know. One of the things that we I would eat that maybe people would say, okay, here's the thing. It's kind of a controversy in my family. Everyone talks about big lunches. I don't know what a big lunch means in my family. Apparently, there's this thing called big lunches. We would make a lot of like deconstructed food mm-hmm. because we had so many kids. We so do that with our kids. We do that with our kids. And that's maybe the thing that is not quite normal for everybody. Did you do that growing up? Like just a plate of a bunch of things and you just do whatever you want with them for lunch? It's one of my favorite lunches. I don't know, actually. Because that, like, I my mom. Remember. I think I just had more, like, the staples, like, sandwiches and, yeah. and snacks. Yeah, so we would get, my mom would make them for us because um, there's so many kids. And often we had friends over. It was like she would she was going to make lunch. So she would just put on a plate, like, meat, crackers, cheese, pickles, cucumbers, you know, broccoli, maybe some pieces of bread, maybe whatever. And you just oranges and you just make whatever you want for I lunch. I do that for our kids all the time and I do ah, it, I love it anytime they've had friends over and there's like more than just our kids that's what I do I just grab a big plate or like mm-hmm. our yellow platter and I just I cut up granola bars and kielbasa and cheese and crackers and apples with peanut butter and yeah. You know we had lamb growing up I don't think a lot of people I know have lamb that might be one of the things that we ate and not lamb chops, like my dad would make a roast lamb for Easter. We still mm-hmm. do, right? We do that, yeah. But I don't know if we had anything that was, like, different in that way. Just like, a, it is, it's simple. It's not like a big It would have to be, for thing. me, yeah, it would have to be the... Cheese slices? No, the, the like, the make oh, your own, the choose your own adventure lunch, mm-hmm. which is pretty fun. Now, one thing that is different that my mom used to do, and mom, you're probably listening because you listen to every episode is on Valentine's Day, we would get, like, heart-shaped sandwiches and a love note for my mom. And that was cool. But I'm I'm nostalgic with food. Someone asked me the other day, do I eat emotionally? And maybe I do. Yes. 
hey, come on now. I think I eat uh, historically. I have historical memories to each food that are not emotional. Yeah, they are. I eat emotionally. I th- I feel like grilled cheese would be a lot more of an emotional like thing for me. Every Sunday when I go to my Nana's house, it was our like routine to make grilled cheese. So I would, she'd give me a plate with the cheese slices. I would peel all the plastic off the cheese slices. She had this square griddle that she cooked them on four at a time. And then she had this green little dish. And mm-hmm. it was my job to take the sweet mix pickles out of the jar and put them in this little green dish. And that's what we had for lunch every Sunday. It's not that I'm, <clears throat> it's not the grilled cheese I'm after. It's the cheese slices. And it's not the taste of the cheese slices. It's the idea that it makes me think of, because I mean, Raising kids is expensive, and raising seven of them is expensive. And so I, I don't know why we bought cheese slices, because you can't take a brick of cheese and make sandwiches for everybody every week, you know? So it just makes me think, oh. You know? Although, now, at the grocery store, I notice sometimes they'll have like a two for $10 of the brick cheese. Mm-hmm. And like the, like the if you don't furniture get, store? No, no, no. Nobody. Like bricks of cheese. Oh. And the cheese slices, if you get brand name, and oh, by brand never, name I mean craft, never get brand name. They're like five to six dollars for a pack of. Kill. I'm talking about getting the cheapest no name stuff oh, that I is know. probably and plastic. That's what we get. We don't get craft. You don't when, need to take the plastic wrapper off because it's the same thing. Well, I'm just saying, if you get like <coughs> a regular brand like craft, they're almost just as expensive if you double them as getting a brick of cheese i have an unhealthy relationship with cheese and you know where it started my mom would take us to the farmer's market and we would walk around these like we would like loop around the aisles at the farmer's market i don't even know if we went that often and we went before we were in kindergarten it's kind of like the thing we did before we had to go to school and that's one of the things i really hated about going to school i didn't get to go to the farmer's market with my mom and then she'd take us to the apple place and we'd get apple donuts. Anyways. Aren't farmer's markets usually on weekends? No, I think it was during the week. So was it just a regular market? It's at the fairground. Well, maybe it was like a regular market. I remember it being like a farmer's market mixed with like a regular market. Hmm. And it was at the fairground. Anyways, the, there was a cheese man or woman. I can't remember. What? And so we would go through the farmer's market. You'd loop through the aisles. And you would stop at the cheese guy. And he would slice off a piece of marble cheese and give it to you. Like as a hmm. kid. And I would eat it. And I thought, this is the best, like, life, this is peak living. Life won't get better than this. And then sometimes we'd go to the apple place and get an apple donut. Then I had to go to school, and I never got to do that again. Mm. I mean, we did a little bit, but it was like, you know. I don't really have, like, clear memories on it, but I have memories. Do you have any of those memories where, like, you know it happened, but you're not really super? And I was probably, probably because I was, like, four or five. There's this park that is near where I grew up. And I can never remember the name of the park, but I remember there was this little waiting pool and it had like, it was like a big circle and it was like an inch deep at the edges and it got just a little deeper in the middle with this. Like a bowl shape kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I want to say it was Brantwood Park, but I'm pretty sure that's not it. I don't know. I'd have to ask my mom, but I have memories of going there and like waiting in there because it wasn't deep enough that I could like drown in as a little kid. <clears throat> and people camped there as well. Does it ever make you think about the memories? Because, I mean, we try so hard as parents to give our kids, like, 
we try to fabricate or manufacture the memories we want them to have, right? Like we do something that we're like, oh, oh they're going to remember this. Mm-hmm. But then you like, you grow up and you're 33 and you remember <laughs> the cheese man or woman at the farmer's market <laughs> or like the in nondescript park that used to go in this bowl-shaped pool. Often it freaks me out a little bit to think, I wonder what my kids are going to remember. Because mm-hmm. I want them to remember the things that we're trying to make them remember. But I don't know if, I don't know if they will. I don't know. I think they will. Well, like... Oh, okay, they will I remember like kids them. Remember, but what are the ones that are going to like rise to the top? I think kids remember consistent things. So if we consistently put them on horses and let them ride, and we consistently let them start fires outside for bushcraft time, and we consistently go camping every summer, like they're going to remember those things. Yeah, but what's their cheese moment? I don't know. That's something that we that's, that's the weird part about parenting. Grown. That's the weird part about parenting, though. Like you just don't know what their cheese moments are going to be. And so. so it's almost like you have to be so careful because any moment could be a cheese moment. Any moment could be a waiting pool moment. Because I bet you dollars to donuts, apple dollars to donuts, or, apple, or dollars to apple donuts, that your mom and my mom did not intentionally do those things thinking, oh, they're going to remember this. I bet you they thought it was like part of just the routine of like, I'm going to do this because it's what you're supposed to do. And I bet you the things that they tried to make you remember, you don't even remember. I don't know, maybe. Tell me what gift you got when you were nine years old for Christmas. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I remember we... I remember getting cheese at the farmer's market. I remember a surprise birthday. I want to say I was maybe seven or eight. And I remember all of my friends were down in our basement. And I had no idea. And I walked down there and they all shouted surprise and it scared me and I fell backwards into the wall. Mission accomplished. I remember that. But I don't remember what I got. Only from pictures probably. Mm-hmm. Well, as we wrap up, <coughs> it's an interesting thing to think about, eh? Yeah. And so as we wrap up, if you're a parent, be on your toes because any moment could be a pool in the park moment or a marble cheese at the market moment. And, like, your kids might base the course of their life off of those things. Not that I've based the course of my life off of cheese. I don't know. You did say you had an unhealthy relationship with cheese. I do really love cheese. It might, be a, it might be a problem. I think it is because it was one of my coolest memories. Anyways, thanks for joining us. I got to go cut off some pieces of the cheese. Bye. Bye. Shelleys. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor, like, subscribe, tell your friends, but most of all, tune in for the next one. Talk to you then.